From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Do it. I, it just ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna do it, Bill. No matter how much you push. Oh, hi. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big Around Outdoors. Braden, Glenn, Jonathan, and Bill. Half the studio is <clears throat> finishing up some uh, food. Jonathan's finishing up his fluffy egg white omelet, and Glenn Somebody had to power up with a Klondike bar, so. Uh, Somebody gave me the dunce chair. I'm not real happy right now. So, ha! Ha ha! Yeah, it's not so funny when it's the other guy. When Brain gets the blue chair and I'm only two feet off the ground, it's all funny. But now, <laughs> I'm carrying a little more muscle mass than you, though. Oh. So, Fly anyway. Night bar and coffee. Uh, <laughs> so, I guess we've covered the, uh, the uh, alligators, the coyotes, and now the uh, scallops. So, this year. Uh, do us all a favor and don't be the uh, the bad guy that Frank uh, is is going to uh, say that you are. Unless, of course, you go past his house and dump the shells, oh, no. and then it's okay. If you go up, 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 up river, up river. no, up river and dump it, or while you're out in the Gulf of Mexico, uh, you know, dump them out there. But you know, I it, challenge everybody to find out where Frank's house is and create a new <laughs> river bottom for him. Well, that probably wouldn't be hard to do. Uh, Frank, no, cup you don't want to do that. Don't poke a tiger. Hey, <laughs> and, uh, if he wants you to drive back out into the Gulf and you've done come back, cleaned all your scallops, Can and you're you driving more? back out there, I'd, you get another limit. Oh, you know what? That's a drop off. It says it's possession limit. See, so, yeah. see, my optimism is rubbing off on everybody. <laughs> uh, but technically, now, that is still against the law. Okay, well, but now I, you know I got to say this. You know, it's not just him anymore because Way now to be a buzzkill. <laughs> now you have the county administrator Randy Oliver and uh, Aquatic Services Director Mark Edwards, and now the county commissioner uh, Ron Kitchen Jr. is also in on the deal. So when you bring in the word environment impacts then people take notice and listen but now that's up to the state that's going to come in and, and and support what his claim is and then they make an ordinance or request it or they're going to come in and say that it really doesn't have with any no kind data of whatsoever so. yeah well i think gino had a good point he said you know and so did glenn if you say go ahead and dump them upstream 300 400 yards farther than where this area is What's the difference between that area up there and this area down here? And it's then not my backyard. Make, exactly. I'm because not the seeing seagrasses aren't growing up there. I, you know, I. But well, if it's not grass, like the shell's not going to work its way down. It depends on the flood. I don't know. One good hurricane will wipe them things right back down in the Gulf of Mexico. Don't worry about and it. And it'll, it'll change the bottom. With it. You get a big event like that, it's going to change everything. Yeah, well, that that is true. Well, as well, and you don't have probably have a guy who's retired that has nothing better to do than complain about the shells down well, three and, uh, four hundred yards. So, and keep some chickens. Since we're going ahead, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> since we're on the topic of controversial topics today on the show, Ooh, uh, I got one. I, I wanted to bring this one up to Jonathan's uh, opinion. Because I wanted to see what he feels about this. Florida deputies say a man accused of shooting a teenager with a crossbow may be linked to four other attacks. 
The Sun Sentinel reports that 33-year-old William Rodriguez was charged this past Wednesday with attempted murder. He's accused of shooting Nicholas Martin Alexander in the hand. And the Broward Sheriff's Office says that Rodriguez admitted to firing shots from a, get this everybody, you ready, knock? From a tactical pistol <laughs> crossbow. <laughs> tactical pistol crossbow while driving around Pompano Beach. The arrest report says that Rodriguez told deputies the demons were harassing him and that he randomly shot at people to stop them. Investigators think Rodriguez may be involved in four similar incidences uh, since August 16, 2016. Would include a man and a woman being shot separately while walking along the road and two people were shot at a bus stop. Newspaper says he does, doesn't know if he has a lawyer or not, but uh, apparently uh, there's now a new term. Tactical pistol crossbow. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's not really. Are you sure? Because they seem pretty specific on their tactical pistol uh, crossbow. They put it in the news. It has to be true. To let me to to use the man sitting to my right's uh, liner coming into this as a archery professional for over ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we do not market, nor have I seen any company that markets a tactical crossbow. There is pistol crossbow. Pistol crossbow. Tactical pistol crossbow. Uh, you might want to Google it and see if know, uh, it um, comes up. Even as a hunter novice, I knew that was Carbon Carbon Express years ago, and we have a, we still have a few of them. Uh, they jumped on the AR craze with a crossbow that has the Picatinny rails all over it and all that stuff like that that you can put stuff on. Um, but yeah, the. Well, most of those handheld pistol crossbows. When I hit, that's what I'm thinking. Are, All I could think of is that that kitty crossbow that, that they you can have. buy at every flea market. And yeah, every yeah. That's that is like a little pistol type like thing. It's it's not a, a crossbow that you would use. For yeah, Glenn just pulled. It's exactly the one I'm thinking of. Tactical pistol crossbow, my friend. Uh, new word uh, that you want to uh, be on the uh, lookout for because apparently uh, you can drive and fire it. At the same time, well, I mean, I look at it this way. I would love for uh, you know, I'm I'm throwing this out to the uh, David Hogues and all those of the world. I would love for there to be some tactical archery equipment that you guys want to ban because we've got a lot of that at Arrowhead Archery, and we would love to sell it to you. Uh, I, you know, I just I, I can't see the uh, word tactical and crossbow in the same word. Well, uh, they do, you know, have, the they do make them. They got there a tactical crusade on Amazon right now. Yeah, 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 but that's the okay. That eighteen dollars. Never mind. Eighteen dollars. Twelve bucks. As a guy, as a guy who has worked on those crossbows right there, if you're if you're depending on that crossbow to save your life in a tactical situation, you're dead. <laughs> I don't see. I mean, the, the, this is not the Expendables movie hey, series. You're not shooting anybody. That, with that goes that. right along with that walking cane I saw the other day that had a flashlight in the handle, so that you always had a flashlight while you're walking. It's well, just a gimmick. I love the fact that uh, you, you t- use the word tactical and crusader in the same uh, thing. So it's a tactical yeah. crusader crossbow for eighteen twenty nine. Yeah. But it doesn't say two day delivery. It doesn't say tactical pistol <laughs> crossbow. Uh, this one does. 
Yep. And he had to be, and I can tell right you right now, as a person who has shot those. It doesn't say tactical, it just says pistol. Yeah, it does. It says uh, Viper SS as pistol. As a uh, person who has shot those, he had to be very, very, very close for that to go in somebody's hand. Well, you know, that's when you're fighting demons, you want to get up close. So, Well, you can't get away from them. They're right there on you anyway. Demons are always there. You got to shoot them up close. Let's go to the phones. Good morning, Chris. How are you today? Good morning, guys. How you guys doing? How you doing? What's going on in your world? Well, just, you know, driving back from getting some donuts for the kids. See? That's it? Do you have your tactical pistol crossbow just in case? Yeah, I will tell you, though, I did see one of those in one of the shows, the ATA show. There actually is a pretty good one out. But I, well, that's the thirty nine ninety nine. I don't know what ATA show booth you were looking at, but okay. <laughs> uh, there, there, there is one out. Um, I'll get you the name. One of the Don, um, one of the guys from the show has been uh, actually promoting it on uh, Facebook for the last couple of weeks. It's brand new out, but and what? what I, don't is know. It? I wouldn't use it. What, nope. is, what is Wait the, a minute. Here I'll, it is, Brady. What, what is the poundage on the one that you looked at? Is it somewhere between 15 and 20, or what do you got? I don't know. They were trying to make it where it was more um, con- not concealable, but more easy to use for kind of the old. They were trying to promote it for the older generation crowd that, you know, was having a hard time, you know, putting that thing back in like a normal crossbow. So you think come up with a? I was gonna say. So you think an old person who can't pull back something would take would make a better shot with a pistol than it would with a rifle or at least a stocked uh, crossbow? I believe that was the market they were trying to. um, You know, they were trying to. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? That's the market they're trying to target. With, well, uh, target. Well, there you go. Yeah, there it. you go. Good pun. Yeah, <laughs> target with the crossbow. But <laughs> they do have a. They, I just found it. One for Braden that said it doesn't have tactical pistol into it, but this one does. Eighty pound commando multifunctional tactical pistol crossbow kit with a bag on eBay for one twenty five ninety nine. Again, from yeah, the guy who is the archery expert on this show, stop watching The Walking Dead. They're not going <laughs> to do jack squat to anybody. Well, that one you there, hit me with eighty pounds of this here. If it truly has eighty pounds in the energy in the limbs, okay, but it's going to hurt. You, I, think time. I don't you think that one's going to be shot from a car. You, and they got a light. Here, That's what makes it tactical. Hey, Chris, <laughs> here's the deal: those bolts, those bolts are going to fall apart, and I would, I would even be scared to even shoot those things. Well, for but $120. I mean, twenty dollars. Hey, Chris, you're part, former law enforcement, so if they're, I mean. A flashlight makes it tactical. Give yeah. me some duct tape, and I can make every bow in my shot tactical in about five seconds. I, I just realized everybody that. likes the word tactical these days. I yeah. guess I, I don't know. You got to have tactical on it to sell, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, well, how is tactical uh, rugged cross doing? <laughs> <laughs> Everything is good, man. We're uh, we're still trying to push these blinds out. I, I still haven't. Uh, received my order yet, but everything. Yeah, yeah they can't make them fast enough. No, nah, they're um, they're they're they're, uh, they're they're getting under control. Everything uh, everything's going well. I think they should be in Bass Pro. We should have them in Bass Pro here, maybe um, by the end of this month. I'm thinking. I'm hoping. Wow. Well, that'd so, be nice and sit inside one of those and eat some of them donuts that you I, have. All I know is somebody missed the missed it. They missed it. Welcome to the vendor 
retail industry. That's all I got to say to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there's still there's still people. Um, I mean, there's still. I think there were seven million in backwater right now. As well, we, yep. that's uh, what I mean. How is there seven million? They yep. missed that. But they they miscalled that by so far. You know? Well, no. The thing, well, no. The thing when it came out, though, is you got to understand we had there was like um, production. You know, you can only you can't make that. I mean, then nobody knew how well. I mean, we knew how well it was going to do, but we couldn't. There's no way they could forecast those numbers at this. If point. I was so seven like, million in back it. back order right now, I would start a second shift in a new plant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we got uh, there's. There's two plants on 24-7 now. Yep, wow. um, I think I, I, I talked to Mike, uh, and they were trying to get on a third. So Wow, that's crazy. Trying to get up a third now. So. Well, and they're working out all their yeah, stuff with Vista, too. So I know that $7 million sounds yeah. like an awful lot, but when you have 300 million people in the United States, that's uh, kind of like a drop in the bucket, except uh, once everybody that $7 million sees one, you're going to end up having to sell $14 because everybody else is going to want one, too. Right. Well, I, I should say it's seven, million, it's seven million worth of product, so seven million dollars worth. So wow. you get a math on that. Well, we got to take a break, Chris. You want to hang okay. on, or you want to get out of here? What do you want to do? Yeah, absolutely. I haven't talked to you guys. All right, fine. Uh-huh. If Hold you on. want to, it's your own misery. Let's talk. All, right. All right, yeah, whatever. Let's talk. Uh, okay, hang on. All right, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G Five Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Hang in there, Chris. Welcome back Big and Wild Outdoors. Man, hour number three. Man, we're already into this heavy already this morning. And want to give out to my brother who's actually listening to us out in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, on what? his way to Plant City. He's, he just asked me, do I need anything from Louisiana? Do you you want us to uh, pick up some crawfish? That's what mine. I was going to say. You want me to have him pick up some crawfish? About 30 pounds ought to do it. Yeah. Well, for me, I don't know what you guys need. <laughs> Chris, pounds. what's your order? Do you need any crawfish from Louisiana? I got in the pot. We just had some the other day. I love them. I yeah, tell you, I'm Cox gonna... seafood hat. Cox seafood has them in town live. They were fresh. They were unbelievable. We got some about two weeks ago. Me and my brother, I think we did thirty thirty pounds plus uh, the crab and the twenty pounds of shrimp. It was awesome. And where was our invite? All That's right. why he hadn't talked to us in a while, Brandon. Yeah. He's like, I haven't talked to you guys in a while, but he could have invited us over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peeling crawfish. You know, a lot of people, hey, hey we want to do a big one, but you got the first one, you, you got to kind of make sure it's right. You don't want to invite people over for muddy and um, <laughs> overcooked. Yeah, crawfish, I understand. Right? Yeah. Well, I appreciate and, uh, you sacrificing. Sir, hey, we did that two-pot system. That's pretty neat. I don't know if y'all ever heard of that, but... uh Buddy uh, Kenyon with Southern Boys Outdoors, they do the two-pot system. Have you all seen that? No, I that haven't. That video where it cooks on. So you you get you do two pots. you got your season pot and you got your regular pot. And he said, you know, of course you wash them two or three times and you flush them. And then you throw them in just a regular pot of water for five minutes. And you should see all the mud coming out of those bugs. You must be talking then about drain, crawfish. Yeah, crawfish. Okay. And then you you drain. I'm sorry. You drain. Um, you drain them off, and then you throw them in your seasoning pot for three minutes, and you let them soak. And the more you let them soak, the um, the, the better uh, spicy they get. You know. So yeah, well, I've seen that. Good. Well, we we actually they 
I remember we talked about it. There was a three perch system where some people would put vinegar in the water. Some people would put salt water in it or like put a big old thing of salt in there and try to get them to, to clean themselves out. But yeah. they said the best method is to basically put them in a, a cooler, put a hose on one end, open the little drain valve a little bit where it's letting out and just let it rinse and leave it overnight and let them just give them about 12 or 24 hours to uh, clean themselves out and then do it that way. So that's the best method is to keep it in running water where it's constantly being cleaned and, and, and out. So, uh, cause I know a lot of the old timers used to, you know, use vinegar and water and that kind of thing, but, uh, they found out that that really didn't do anything, but kill a lot of, (laughs) kill a lot of crawfish. And, uh, you're, you're, your live to dead ratio was much better when it was uh, in flowing water in a cooler and just uh, had them fresh water flowing in in and out, and that's all you had to do. And that's bug. Well, part. I didn't realize either that you had to keep them alive. I mean, I had to oh, keep yes. them research. I'm a Florida boy, you know. And um, man, Timmy's like, he calls me, he's like, "Hey, we got to keep these things alive." And we bought them probably, I don't know, uh, probably a day and a half before, and I'm like, man, we got to keep these things alive for like 30-something hours, yeah. uh, we're done. But they all, almost all of them survived. I mean, we had maybe a couple, and they were great, you know. Well, I mean, that's the same way, almost with all shellfish. You uh, Like with blue crabs and stuff, you really don't The fresher, don't, the better. You don't want dead ones floating around in the pot. That's right. So it's, it's just all. Well, it sounds know. like you got the uh, process all figured out, so just let us know when that four-pot system's coming <laughs> into play where you have to double up on the ingredients and... Uh, Brayden and I and Jonathan, Bill, we'll show up. Hey, I'm ready. I'm hey. down for crawfish bowl. Never. He he hesitated. You hear that? That pause in there. Hey, I'll help. Let's go. That's Braden ten pounds. Glenn ten pounds. Jonathan ten. Bill maybe seven. Uh, that's a lot of crawfish. <laughs> but if we're gonna hey, do it, uh, we're gonna hey. do it right with the sausage and taters and everything else too. I would. I got a question for well, you. Hey, we'll we'll make it happen. What's up? Hey. um... You're no longer uh, law enforcement, but we were talking about chickens in Ebor City earlier, and they're evidently having a problem. And Braden asked me what what would be the penalty if somebody went out and actually harvested one of those chickens. Do you have an idea what statute well, well, you might point I me was, to? So, so I was a county guy. Um, that's probably going to be covered under some kind of city ordinance for those things. Because that bird, Ebor City, you know, it's kind of like, I want to say they they kind of like do it like the, you know, Key West, how you have all the roosters and chickens everywhere? And cats. Well, and cats, yeah. Um, it's kind of like Ebor City's kind of taking that on with all the roosters and these chickens around. Um, county ordinance, you know, basically you can have roosters. Where we, we used to get calls all the time if people live and like a death and stuff and roosters driving them crazy. But the problem is you can't really do anything because... You know, it's in the county, and um, there was nothing restricting that. So, yeah, well, I'm now, pretty it, sure the city has some ordinance on that. Yeah, well, Ebor, I guess, is now talking about possibly spending like eighteen thousand dollars to clean up some of their problem. <laughs> yeah, well, problem. Yeah, and people people don't realize. Yeah, but people don't realize too how many diseases those things carry. I mean, chickens and stuff, and you know, rats and all kinds of you know. Yeah. things get on those well it's easy to get rid I of don't. the disease all you have to do is just deep fry it a little bit longer and you're all good <laughs> and peanut oil put the big and wild crew on it peanut oil <laughs> that's what we were we were thinking hey, about it I, yeah. i'm ready 15k to get out there and help them with the chicken problem man that's not a bad little uh, I, payday 
I'll tell you what, y'all do that. I'll buy y'all each a thirty-two ninety-nine tactical crossbow pistol. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we're, but, you're straining our I, friendship right I, now. We, That's we, all I gotta say. We may need with, to borrow with, the blind. With the LED. Oh, with, with the LED, LED flashlight and laser. That well, way it makes it more tactical. You can't use a laser. Can't but, use a laser on an archery thing, can you, Jonathan? <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, you can. For to me, that's like hunting hogs. It's you can not, use anything it's you want. Hunting deer. Um, but you can turn around. We'd need one of those uh, blinds, the Primo's blinds with your material on it, so we could just walk around, Fred Flintstone it, walk up to the chicken and get them. I got you one. I, I got all everyone sitting in that seat right there. I got four coming for you guys. They should be here. I'm probably going to be here in August. I guarantee it. Of next year. Well, yeah, probably. No, no, no. I'll be here. No, I, I, yeah. Hey, that was Jason, for the crossbow comment. I, I <laughs> that's right that's right hey and if you see one for sale just one at uh arrowhead archery y'all know where it came from don't sell that on the floor <laughs> yes sir <laughs> yes well, well chris we appreciate you uh and everything you do for us man and uh you need to come out and visit when you get an opportunity when you get slowed down and uh maybe at oh, the you need to come up to the panfish challenge and bring one of those blinds and and, and just let people see it Hey, let me ask you something. I got a bunch of kids, man. I'm me and a buddy of mine, uh, Richie Warren. He's a head coach of uh, Berkeley, and our kids are getting into fishing, man. Is that something we can bring those guys? And when is that? Can you this give us some next, information on it? Next Saturday, you can go to our Big and Wild Facebook page. Braden's going to post the new flyer, but it's actually next Saturday morning from eight to one uh, up there at Lake Panasofsky for twelve of your heaviest panfish combination: bluegill, shellcracker, red breast. Uh, is right now the payout is what five hundred fifty bucks, six hundred dollars, something. Like something? Yeah. Yeah. Six fifty. I don't even remember, man. But it's, it keeps growing. It's it's unreal. All the way pays cash, all the way to fifth place, and you get to all keep right, your well, catch. Hey, right. that's what I'm talking about. We gotta see the schedule. We, I know we're in a little league uh, all star tournament that weekend, but I love to get with y'all. See if there's a lake or something I can take all these boys to and maybe catch some panfish or something. That'd be sure. it. Yeah, panfish. You can't beat it. But uh, Chris, thanks again, man. Love your product. Call us anytime. Thanks, guys. Bye, Chris. Bye. Love you guys. Have a good weekend. Good weekend. Bye. Bye. See you. Bye. 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 Hang on, smoke. We got to take a quick break. Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G Five Feed and Outdoors. Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. If you can hear Braden in the background, he's he's just mellowing out. Doing a guitar solo, man. I know it. Let's go to Falls. Good morning, Smoke. How are you doing? Morning. What's yeah, your... I, I heard why the cost of that uh, chicken problem was so high in Ebor. Why? They they said that uh, they got a couple of liberals on the board over there. None of the chickens can be hurt. So the money is to put condoms on all the roosters. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a lot of... <laughs> you know what? Don't poo-poo it. You know, I mean, they will probably oh try to come up with God. some way to add some sort of contraceptive well, sterilization. <laughs> you know, they're doing that with Stop the deer. It. it doesn't work very well. Oh, yeah, they're going to put some kind of feed out there to make the deer, the roosters sterile or something. Yep, that's exactly what they'll be trying to do. So you the know, cost of a million dollars a deer, what's going to cost about 500 for that? Just to share that in with us. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, all you got to do is just tell people there's free food there, and, you know, they'll go harvest them, no problem. There you or, go. Or just say that they're free for the taking. I mean, uh, yeah, that, exactly. I mean, that doesn't make it that hard, uh, you know, and, and say if you do capture one, either you got to eat it or uh, keep it in a pen yeah. somewhere. You get a little bit of sweet baby rays. You, 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 you get a certificate, and on the backside of the certificate of completion, there's a recipe. Mm. Yep. There you go. Deep fried chicken. <laughs> And a and a cast iron with Crisco grease, not with any other thing. Crisco <laughs> and shake and bake. You guys have a good day. Thanks, Bugger. Oh. And I see see if everybody see if everybody else knows that when you said shake and bake, and I went and I helped. Oh yes, that used to be the thing back that was in the seventies, man. Wes and I, that was uh, Loretta Lynn mm-hmm. back in the day. Oh, man. Well, uh, I know that the show is coming to a rapid conclusion, so I don't think we're going to get to uh, 20 things uh, Twenty things your grandpa lied to you about, about deer hunt, So, Well, he only lied to you, apparently. I got, well, no, I got I got them. But, uh, but Terry's calling now, so we're, 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 we're... Good morning, Terry. We're moving. Hey, Glenn, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Listen, on that chicken thing down in Ybor City, uh-huh. they used to um, get them for food salvage them for food and some do-gooder down there put a law to that they couldn't do it and now they've gotten so many that they want them out of there so they there is a law against taking them for food well then that really there you that, go. that's why they're that's why they're multiplying exactly they put a stop to it and so you can't touch them no more because there was only a few of them at the time well, I can tell you, the, really, the best thing to do with that is just go down there to uh, your local and your best place to get some hot wings. That's the easiest way to do it. Just go get some wings and some medium sauce, some celery sticks. Well, I look at it like Bill and said. Just go get you a cage, and when you put them in the cage, and they, what are you going to do with them? Oh, I'm going to take them out and turn them loose. Don't worry. Exactly. <laughs> well, what I don't understand is if, you know, now they're saying that the uh, population is getting out of hand and if somebody did come out and reduce the population and people, then they start pining for the old days. Remember when we used to have roosters out here? It's not that hard to replace them. Yeah. I mean, you go to G5 Feeding Outdoors, they do Get their chicken the sale. Yeah. They do their chicken sale every year. You buy a 50-pound bag of feed, and they give you like five or ten chickens for free. So, I mean, it's not like it's a, a hard thing to replace. Now, if it was Bengal tigers, it might be a little tough. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, but chickens, uh, they're pretty easy to replace. Do y'all sell turkeys out there? Uh, we didn't have turkeys, no. Okay. Well, you want turkeys running around anymore now? No, I want them running around my place, I think. Oh. No, you want to get some native stuff. You want some Osceolas. Don't oh. bring out none of them golds and all them other things that you're going to let run around. Oh. Next thing you know, they get a friend. And no, you, you, you need peacocks. I, I, need peacocks. I need an invoice for a turkey so that when a turkey's there and I'm feeding them, I sit there and say, I didn't know what hatched. That's what it turned into. <laughs> No, he's looking to make hybrids. <laughs> yeah, I can see it right now. Get peacock. That way, I can uh, scream at Glenn. He's only about a half a mile from me because I'll hear him at night. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, you won't hear it. You'll hear. <laughs> yeah, really? You better not hear nothing. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. <laughs> some pressers well, out there. Well, Terry, thank you for the call, man. Uh, no problem. All right. Thanks for starting it up again. I know. we got to get away from them chickens, man. Well, it's fishing. <laughs> and speaking of that fishing, I know we talked about it, Braden, and uh, next week uh, we'll get to hang out with our good friend, Mr. Glenn, up there at uh, Panavista Lodge for the, ten- the tournament. Glenn who? 
huh? Double G. Oh yeah, yeah, he'll be there. Yeah, he's going to be doing the setup for us because our good friend uh, Gordon today's his birthday. Happy birthday, Gordon! He's Gordon. out doing military exercises, so you know he just won't military be able to make it. exercise. I talked to him just the other day. He's in Hawaii. Yeah, well, that's they do military part exercises. Of, part of that there. stuff he's doing, man. He's doing uh, volcanic recon. Yeah. No, I I asked him if he went to go see the volcano yet. He said <laughs> no, but and they've they've tried to get somebody to charter to fly over there, but the pilots will not fly and because of the lava hitting the salt water and throwing that glass ash up in the in the air they yep. don't want it being sucked into their engines of yeah. their their aircraft yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't it, why would i want to do that either i would smart wanna, on their part i wouldn't want to be on that plane as well so it's no big deal <laughs> i think we're all good so Braden, you said something about you was given uh, wrong information for deer hunting the 20 things that your grandpa didn't there's no way we're going to cover that in this kind of time there's no way. There's no way. I guess well, we'll I will to, say we'll, this. Then. We'll have to wait till we're out at uh, Panda Vista next weekend, and uh, we'll go over it there. Hopefully, uh, we'll get tax it. dollars at work. We talked about it with the the chickens and the extractions and fifteen thousand potential dollars that's going to be for the removal of the Ebor chicken infestation. But uh, the FWC this week uh, with the Governor Scott has just approved uh, five hundred thousand dollars, so you can get bear wise. Uh, the funding starts July 1 for all the municipalities throughout the state to go out and purchase more uh, garbage cans, bear-resistant garbage cans and uh, dumpsters. I know a bear-resistant feeder. Bill, you, I know you go to all these commissioners, the commission meetings and everything else, and I know we've talked about bear hunting and uh, how you could help control that population uh, to reduce these number of, as they call it, human interaction conflicts. And uh, but it's kind of like goes with the bobcat or the panthers, the bears, uh, the alligators. When you have a large population of humans in an area, you're going to have more opportunity for the conflicts to take place. What do you think? Do you think they'll ever have another bear hunt? Because the five hundred thousand dollars for all these uh, cans to be done to make it better, but still you're going to have problems with the. Um, more development, 600,000 people moving into the state of Florida uh, on an annual basis anymore. Uh, the, the habitat, that's what it's all boils down to, the loss of habitat. So there's more interaction. First of, first of all, we would have had another bear hunt if it wasn't for politics and a particular person who's looking to run for Senate. Okay? So I would say if we have a different governor in there, our odds are with at least one of those governor choices, are decent uh, having another bear. Well, don't decent. get anybody after, anti for that, but don't, <laughs> but I was just asking, you know, because no, uh, all the science, all the data, even the population study, the scientific study of the the people's opinions in the state of Florida supported using hunting as a method to control the bear population, but politics shut it down. Well. I just curious with all the money that's being spent. One point six million dollars uh, has already been spent for this program, and another five hundred thousand has been implemented. And I don't disagree with spending the money. We we do need to secure our garbage, and I don't care if it's just for the bears. It's the dogs. It's everything else that goes and 
tears that trash and spews it all over the place. Oh, I disagree with the spending the money when we Why? could be making money and people could be. Well, it's not theirs. about making it, but if you say you do, you do a five percent population control on an annual basis in those areas, and uh, when they relocate, because as they pointed out, a lot of times they carry them up to Ocala, dump them out in a national forest, and then now people have to contend with them more and more up there when they maybe move them from over here on Hernando yeah. County. Yeah. So let's go to phones, Dennis. How are you today? Good morning, guys. Dennis, how are you? How are y'all? Well, well you, you can doing? tell, man. We're just full of all kind of stuff going on today. Yeah, you guys are talking about everything. Trying to. <laughs> it did. Well, I wanted to call and let everyone know that uh, we have our archery clinic starting up um, in August 16th uh, at First Baptist Church, Plant City. Have you got the flyers made yet for that? I had someone at work that I was trying to get uh, to update our flyer, and, and so that, uh, that's been delayed a little bit, but I'm going to try to get something probably this week, and then uh, I will pass it on to you guys and uh, update our website and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's a good but program, uh, and I uh, will say one of our uh, previous or former uh, attendees got their card in the mail this past week and was excited about getting their bow hunter education card. Very good. I, my, I, I had heard another one get that also, so it's – it's a system that's working, and uh, it's uh, it's it's pretty awesome. So if anyone doesn't know that bowhunter education card, a lot of states are starting to require that you go through that course if you're going to hunt in their state with archery. And um, if you need that, if you're looking to hunt out of state, then uh, you may want to uh, come to our class in order to get that done before this uh, this year's uh, hunting season. Yeah, and it's uh, where, where's it going to be? At First Baptist Plant City. And again, that the new campus off of State Road 39 at First Baptist uh, Church of Plant City, and um, the uh, hunts are already uh, booked in September. I think it's the second weekend in September with uh, with Sean, and um, it's a good time. We we share Christ, and we 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 introduce you to to the sport of archery, bow hunting, and just the regular uh, just um, shooting. We start at age about age six, seven, and goes all the way up. So it's it's a really good, um, it's a really good program, and we supply all the equipment. You don't have to. All you have to do is, is pay a small little entry fee, and it's pretty small. And you get to get, go on that hog hunt afterwards. So, but again, that's going to be August the sixteenth at First Baptist Plant City, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Well, get that flyer made, and we'll we'll start posting it on our uh, Big and Wild page, our website, and we'll get this thing rolling. Will do, guys. You have a good one. All right. Thank you, Dennis. Have a good day. We are Big and Wild Outdoors. Got to take a quick break. Man, we're almost done. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, Brandon Ford, and Jonathan will be right back. Trying to be a funny boy. Welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. You talking about us? Man, this show's almost done for the day. And then next week, again, can't talk about it enough because it's a great, great event, a great cause. If you're looking for something to do, Father's Day weekend, by the way, uh, bring your kids. Come on out to Panta Vista yep. Lodge, Lake Panasofsky, right just a, just an hour north of Tampa area. And uh, you can come out for a great day. Easy drive. Uh, launch the boat, get into fishing tournament, catch you some 12 pan fish, come back and weigh them in. You could walk away with a $550 first place payout for that. And, of course, all the proceeds that are generated from this event, Go to great causes. One of them is the South Sumter FFA uh, alumni, as well as the Everyday Blessings Children Home here in Thanodosassa. Um, so we appreciate everyone who has stepped up. And if you go to our Being a Wild page and check a look at the flyer, um, 
if you're ever out and about and stop in at any of these facilities, uh, locations, just thank them for what they do, for supporting our cause, supporting the show itself, and uh, we appreciate that. And, uh, again, just stepped up uh, our good friends out at Culligan Water, donating a whole bunch of water so we can give that water out and it'll be up there for everybody yeah. who gets a little thirsty, needs something to drink, refresh yourself with some good, clean water from Culligan. Well, and, and um, I made a comment to you guys during the break, and that's something I wanted to bring up real quick about people staying hydrated. Uh, had me a little incident when I was up there at the woods last weekend and got a little overheated. Man, and you got so, all that swamp water running around. You could have laid down in one of those hog wallows and just cooled off. Uh, believe me, it would have probably, <laughs> if I would have been close to one of them, it would have happened. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to remind everybody because I know I told you guys when I was out there, my dad called me on the phone, uh, had a little a tractor issue, tractor started overheating, and I'm like, well, let me go take a bathroom break real quick because, you know, the food plot's right, one of the big plots right behind the house was what I was working on. Pulled up there. Walked in the door, and I'm usually pretty good about every time I walk by my Arctic cat that I reach in the cooler and I grab a bottle of water or I get those little Gatorades, not the big ones, and drink something. And, I mean, I walked in the house, and when that cooler hit me in the house, it was just as the old saying goes, the grizzly bear jumped all over me, and I had to sit down for a little while. You know, so, it's, it's funny how that happens. I, I remember I was the last time I ever experienced that, I was out on the – Totally flat day out on Tampa Bay in the boat with my brothers. It was hot. Uh, there was no wind. We drank plenty of water, it seemed like. Well, you thought, yeah. And you're all good. And uh, we fished. We swam. We had a great time. And as soon as I got back to the house, and I don't know if it was uh, we got in the air conditioning or whatever, but next thing you know, man, I was feeling like crud. And that's I think that's the last time I actually threw up. I mean, it got to the point where... I was feeling really sick. Yeah. Well, living in the state of Florida or anywhere, for that matter, when you're doing outside activities, whether you, you don't even realize that you're getting overheated till it jumps on you as quick as it does. And but one of the things you got to do is plan for it because a lot of stuff that you drink today is what you're going to be using tomorrow. So That's if you right. know you're going to be busy working outside and doing some strenuous work, hydrate yourself the day before because that's how you're going to help prevent that overheating. Lay off the carbonated drinks. You know, I mean, uh, I can't have my coffee. When I was traveling right. with when I was traveling with the football team, I know that the, the trainers would go through, and if we had long flights, so if it was a West Coast game or up in Seattle or Denver or anything like that, where it's a different environment, different oh, yeah. dry thing, they would go through and they would have to make sure that they drank at least two uh, bottles of water every hour on the way over. So you're hydrating the day before, as Glenn pointed out. Yeah, it's not what you do when you get there; it's what you're going to use tomorrow. And even though you go to the bathroom fifty six times or whatever it that is, don't matter. It's it's you're it's just flushing out what your body has already got stored and putting the new stuff in. So, uh, Glenn is right. If you're anticipating going out and mowing the lawn tomorrow, and it's going to be a hot, clear, clean day, uh, drink what you can today. Uh, hydrate yourself as much as you can. That way, you won't face that difficulty. Because even on the day that you think you're drinking enough, your chances are you're just catching up. You're, well, I know I'm good because I had. Re- no exaggeration. <laughs> I ate half of a watermelon yesterday. Two different settings. I didn't eat a half at one time, but uh, I tell you. Just because it's called a watermelon doesn't mean it's uh, hydrating you. <laughs> it's, your, it's watermelon. 
<laughs> it was good in the cooler of ice oh my there goodness. you go but uh it'll yes. help you out but uh, i know that these days if you're out walking around the woods and especially with my kids as soon as i see their cheeks getting a little red exactly you know it's not from the sun it's just from being hot i'm like here drink well i'm not thirsty drink trust me dude drink the water now i learned a long time ago once you pass kidney stone number two and the doctor, t- you keep going. Why am I getting these? And they go because you you live in Florida. You literally st- you live in a constant state of dehydration in the state of Florida. Well, and that's it's, all there is to it. It's like I was telling you guys when I came in here. I mean, one of the things I told somebody this week at the shop, we were talking about it uh, with working out and doing stuff like that. I know guys. I went to CVS and I joking around. I got one of the bottles of the adult Pedialyte stuff, and that's that's the other thing I think people. Uh, especially with us guys, you get up there and you get the mentality of, okay, I got to get this done and you just power, you know, I'm going to power through. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with, when it comes to dehydration and stuff like that, don't, don't like think you're going to power through it because it will knock you on your rear end and you will not power through it. And it's not a good thing. No matter That's how exhausting. much power aid you got. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, do it the day before. And that especially goes, if you're going to go up to the panfish challenge next weekend, Make sure you uh, hydrate yourself because it's going to be a nice weekend and it's going to be warm. And those kids, man, you got to keep an eye on them. Make sure they don't get overheated. Say thank out you, there. Kogi, man. Thank and, you, thank you, Kogi, man. And and Bill, tell your brother plenty of water. Uh, Kip, if you're listening, you can bring your barge. Uh, the river's up with all this rain we've had. No issues with launch. Uh, so just whatever you want to bring, I think hey, you could float it. Our our team, it can do it. I mean, even if we had to get everybody out if they there, did it last up, year, <laughs> get after it, boys. But, uh, hey, I, I'm just looking forward to going out there and seeing those kids. Like like last year when those kids got that fishing pole and the stuff and they didn't even realize they were getting it and they're walking across the parking lot like like they're in trouble because they're getting, they getting this. Yeah. Stuff, you know and that's what it really is that joy and uh, again not i'm not sure what to expect compared to last year when it comes to all that stuff i know that southeastern tackle are good friends over there stop in and see them check them out a uh, great group of guys that run that facility have stepped up again i can the, say this according that? to wayne we can feed 300 people so <laughs> you better get there early well, it should be good yeah and, and and of course you know the those guys stepped up with the, the rod and reel combos and the telescopic poles again to make sure that Every kid that comes uh, has an opportunity to have their own oh. pole. And, of course, the last year that lady donated, I don't know how many bait buckets, out of her own self. You know, she purchased those and then put some type of tackle in it. And like you said, Braden, them kids that got those uh, bait buckets, that was a total surprise, and it was a awesome. I have one more question. Yes. For breakfast, do we want uh, wild hog, deer, or elk in the breakfast casserole this year? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All three. <laughs> Bring one of each. You can make it a three-meter. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. So. One of each. So it'll be good, and I hope Mark makes it out. I know from out there at Southeastern Tackle, he was looking because I think this year's event is going to be so uh, busy, guys, that uh, I'll probably have to relinquish my uh, mic to someone. We got I know Bill, Bill's got a lot going on. I hope he brings some help because of the boat inspections. And uh, I'll probably yep. be helping with that as well. But uh, it'll be a great, great weekend for anybody looking for something to do. Lake Panasofki, Panavista Lodge. You can Google it. Real easy to find right off Interstate 75. Yeah. And I'll have to make sure I save a little energy because uh, June 19th and 20th, right after that, I got the FWC commission meeting down in Sarasota. And, uh, and I think Brain said something about taking a boat. He may show up over there, so you may have to pick him up at the marina. Yeah. Wherever that may be. I, 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 I'm not counting on that. 
Unless it's a rowboat. Yeah. He'll probably end up he'll, he'll end up down there at Anna Marie Island up there on the beach just he'll, laying around on somebody's the, private property and they'll run him off. So don't he'll worry. be the next search and rescue mission. <laughs> no, I'm going to take the Uber boat. There you go. So, do they have that? Uh, that was my idea, and I'm sure somebody will come but, up with it. So there yeah, you go. Sure, We're talking about it. But but they do they they do have the um, airboat rules coming up on that next agenda. Uh oh. Um, some stuff on the regulations about hunting preserves and different stuff there. And when you say that, the airboat thing, that's uh, what what is that for? That has to do with uh, if you're going to operate an airboat for the. Um, Commercial, you know, taking people for hire, you have to have a pass an airboat airboat course, and it talks about what the minimum requirements of that course is. Well, that'd be interesting. It, it will be, and I know they had a couple meetings, and it, and they are trying to get this passed through real quick in order to get it uh, in here. Shortly. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take that class, whether they make it mandatory or not. Just like say, I got an airboat license. There you go. <laughs> I'll go do it. Add one more to it. Don't forget, Monday, uh, June 11th, that starts the uh, Red Snapper season for recreational guys. So everybody can get out there and go get your uh, two-fish limit and enjoy yourself out there. Uh, June 11th, that's Monday. Uh, Put it on ice and bring it up to pan. I'll clean it for you for half. I don't know. And and if you want to hunt this fall and you want to hunt any place decent, uh, it's public land, you better get out there and start applying for your quota permits because it's coming to the end. Speaking of the end, we'll see you guys next Saturday out at Panda Vista Lodge. We'll be broadcasting live. We hope to see you there. If you need more info, go to our Facebook page. And if you want to uh, listen to the show again, if you missed anything the first couple hours, you can always go find us on iTunes or at our website at bigandwild, bigandwild.com. See you guys next Saturday broadcasting live. Bye. See you. Bye.